To love learning. To laugh. To love. To be loved. To see beauty. To understand. To bring grace. To the things that matter most. This is Psychology America with Dr. Alexandra. Welcome to my show. For every life stage, we have questions. Let's enhance our lives together as we explore the things that matter most. This show is dedicated to internationalforgiveness.com, where you can learn all about research that supports the mental and physical health benefits of forgiveness, as well as practical steps on how to actually forgive and more. In this episode, I'm going to share a helpful technique for getting things done called the 30-20-10 method that I've been sharing with others for years now. So to start, the 30-20-10 method is used when you're avoiding getting things done, whether those things are good or bad. It could be that you hate to do the bills or you need to get some work done that you've been procrastinating on. This method can also be used for making your dreams come true. And what I mean by that is that we humans can and do avoid starting projects that are meaningful and important to us for a lot of reasons. I avoided starting this podcast for years because I was afraid of the risk. Sometimes We'd rather not try something than try something and risk failing. It's easier to say, oh, I didn't have time, right? I never started because I didn't have time. I love how Stephen Pressfield in the book, The War of Art, wrote about the concept of resistance, resistance with a capital R. It's resistance that says, I'm going to write my symphony tomorrow. A 2019 study published in Preventing Chronic Disease Public Health Research Practice and Policy looked at data from the American Time Use Survey to look at how Americans were actually using their time. For two years, they looked at 32,000 participants. This is no small number. And they categorized how these people were spending their free time. As it turns out, the average American was found to have over five hours of free time per day, but the majority of their free time was being spent on screen time. It's amazing how people can get so stuck on TV shows and yes, they're entertaining, but they can feel like that doesn't count as part of their free time because they have to see it. So... In this study, they found that men reported 11% more overall free time than women. And when researchers separated the data by income, less income was associated with more free time and more screen time. More income was associated with relatively less free time, but more physical activity time and less screen time. The overall conclusion of this study is that regardless of your income, your education, or your gender, all the groups had a minimum of four and a half 
hours of free time per day. And again, the overall average free time for Americans was over five hours a day. So that brings us again to how we use our free time and why we perceive that we don't have any time and how we can get things done, which is why we're talking about this method today, 30-20-10. Amy is currently building her career as a realtor and she was having trouble getting tasks done, tasks that go along with being self-employed. Amy, can you talk about that? Yes, I certainly can. One of the things that I was having trouble with was the difficult tasks, like paperwork tasks or getting to the level of concentration needed to accomplish um, things that I, I wasn't familiar with, um, you know, new programs, new computer issues and things like that. And so I would, um, like you said, pick up the phone and I would look at um, maybe social media or I would do some reading or research on the computer or perform other tasks instead that were easier for me. But like, so I felt, I still felt like I was getting something done, but I wasn't getting done what I needed to get done to make progress. Yes. I tried the to-do list, you know, the classic to-do list, which is nice to organize yourself um, and found that I wasn't completing what was on my to-do list. I've tried a long time ago the, that method that everybody tells you to prioritize and do the biggest task first. Yeah. And that is something that I found never worked for me. I always found that to be more overwhelming that I like to complete the smaller things first. So those things were not working for me. I was giving myself permission to do other things. I was giving myself permission to you know wander from my goal. Yes. It's very easy to get things done that are not the things that you actually want to do, but you're still getting things done, right? As a way of avoiding. Yes, exactly. Anyone who's done a dissertation knows that your house is never cleaner than when you're supposed to be doing your dissertation. Exactly. Yeah. So before we talk about your experience with the 30-20-10 method, I'm going to share what it is. And here is how it goes. First, you purchase a traditional kitchen timer that you can carry around with you. The timer can't be your phone. The phone is too addictive and distracting and your fingers might reach for social media or check your texts and you get sucked in without even realizing what's happening. 30, 20, 10 represents minutes and it adds up to one hour. So first, you sit down for your 30 which is to sit down and do the difficult thing. This method, I'm using it towards paperwork or computer work or writing, that sort of task, okay? So I'm gonna talk about that in the example. So let's say it's computer work. You set your timer for 30 minutes and now you sit in front of the computer and either start the work or do nothing and sit there. Those are your two choices. So you're not allowed to get up for anything. I find that sometimes I sit down from my 30, I start the timer, and my mind quickly comes up with all kinds of urgent excuses about why I have to get up, right? So your mind might say, oh, I need a snack. Well, no snacks. You still have to sit there. Or I need to pee. No peeing. I need to check my phone. Absolutely not. For a lot of procrastinators, having only two choices 
of starting or sitting there in boredom, it gets people to get over that hump of the anxiety of starting, which is a lot of what it is. So if you can start, it's a huge victory. Once your 30 minutes are up, the timer goes ding. You wind the clock again for your 20, okay? So now for this one, you get up, you go away from your desk, and you do something practical to make your environment nicer or to take care of a necessary chore. It could be organizing your desk even, or if you're home, folding and putting away clothes. But it's good to get up and get active away from it for a little bit, and it ends up making your life more organized and neater. And getting up actually feels like a reward, even though you're doing something practical. So once the 20 is up and the timer dings, now you get 10 minutes of dilly-dally. That's what I call it. So you wind the clock again, and now you get to pee, eat your snack, check your texts. But when the timer goes up, you stop. And now if you didn't get the task done, you start another round, you start another 30. And that's it. That is the 30-20-10 method. So Amy, after you tried all these different things, you tried the 30-20-10 method. And can you share what that experience was? Sure. Um, It was successful at my first try. Um, The boundaries that are set, especially for the 30-minute one, was, I think, helpful in making me successful because, again, I didn't give myself permission to pick up the phone. I didn't give myself permission to wander around the house. It was, this time is for this purpose and that is it. And like I said, it came, became kind of a game to see how much I could accomplish in that 30 minutes and then to step back and look at it and say, wow, I got a lot accomplished here. And the same thing with the 20-minute piece where then I would do, like you said, some of the household tasks or organizational things. And again, it was eye-opening to me how some of the things that I found overwhelming before this were really, they only took a few minutes and I still had all of this time left to complete other things. So um, it was successful right at the get-go, first time I used it. And it is my constant go-to and um, I use it now. I'll teach other people about it so that they are also successful Um, Because I think we all have so many distractions. It's so true. Yes. And I will end up doing it back to back so that I keep going back to it. And it's not, um, I'm not sitting in one place for, you know, a couple of hours, um, but I'm giving myself time to get up and do other things as well. So I end up getting much more done than I ever have. (laughs) I appreciate that you mentioned about the anxiety and anticipating that something's going to take much longer because I just experienced that this morning. There was a task that I needed to do that I felt like it was so big, right? And that's the anticipatory anxiety that procrastinators can feel. Yes. And then when I sat down, it really, it took me only one round in a 30-20-10 Yes, that's what I found as well. And that's not always the case, right? Because we have big projects. But I appreciate you sharing with listeners about your experience. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And my next episode is going to be released in about four weeks. And I'm going to discuss a related topic of adult ADHD. 
So adults with ADHD often have memories about school being a struggle, but it can be the case that it doesn't really surface until college. And sometimes folks seek treatment for ADHD once they get a promotion or they find themselves with new work responsibilities that require more sustained attention and concentration. Think about all the folks during COVID who now are working from home and now they had to self-direct in a way that they didn't need to before. So a telltale sign that you could have adult ADHD is if you're constantly losing your keys, your phone, your wallet, and we will be talking all about this, what you can do about it in the next episode. So I'll share more next time about that. And lastly... I create this show out of deep gratitude and a wish to freely share access to psychology. To support the production costs of this show, please visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash Dr. Alexandra. And if you choose to buy me a coffee for $3, you can also leave me a message with a comment, a show idea, or just to say something nice. Thank you, everyone. This show is proud to offer free and open access to learning about psychology to listeners all over the world. If you have found any value from this or other episodes and would like to support the production costs of this show, visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash Dr. Alexandra, that's Dr. Alexandra, to buy her a coffee, leave a comment, or share show ideas. Also support the show by leaving an awesome rating on iTunes. Click on the Psychology America icon in your phone Click See All Episodes and scroll down to the very bottom to find ratings and reviews.